Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Brooke. I'm delighted to have Angie with me today. Welcome to the Exploring Art Podcast. So during this podcast, in order to have a clear and focused podcast, it is crucial for all members of the group to read and comprehend the assignment case study before commencing the group discussion. The group host should ensure they read the case study beforehand to guide the discussion and ensure the audience knows what they'll be discussing. If the case study is lengthy, the host can summarize it, but it is crucial to capture the main idea. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the Ghent Altarpiece. Um, just background information, an altarpiece is a piece that is made to be set above or behind an altar. Uh, the Ghent Altarpiece is located in St. Bobo's Cathedral, and it is famous um, because it was the first major oil um, oil painted piece and it introduced new realism realism due to the details in the faces and bodies. So the meaning behind the gent altarpiece is a majestic lamb. It is a very large and complex 15th century altarpiece. Um, the true meaning is the blood pouring into the lamb, the blood pouring from the lamb's body into a chalice. Um, this symbolizes sacrifice, blood, and the role of clergy. And administering the holy sacraments um yeah okay um once again again altar piece is very special because it's unique and well made with very close attention to to detail in each of the figure spaces so the yak brothers who painted this um altar piece they painted two extremely lifelike portraits of Jews and Elizabeth, who founded the Gent Altarpiece. Um, both are shown kneeling with their hands clasped in prayer, um, which is the most common pose in painted portraits and would once again demonstrate the, de the devout nature in of the character. Um, overall, this art piece consists of 12 panels um, that depict religious scenes, including the adoration of the Majestic Lamb, the Annunciation and the Virgin Mary, and the Angel Gabriel. Um, like I said, the first were Joe's and Elizabeth. Okay. Okay. Um, so between those portraits are the are John the Baptist and John the Evangelist. It makes sense that John the Baptist and John the Evans Lift Evangelist were depicted because its its intended church was not yet the cathedral. It was dedicated to the church of Saint John the Baptist. So next depicted um, is the monument where Angel Gabriel tells um, Virgin Mary she will bear the Son of God, um, Jesus Christ, among the most popular biblical episodes exhibited in the medieval and Renaissance altarpieces. Um, the space between Angel and Gabriel, if you look at the altarpiece, was symbolic of Virgin Mary to reflect the enclosed nature of Mary's own virginal body. Um. The wooden frames farther the illusion of reality designed to look like weathered stone. The frames cast shadows into the Virgin's chamber. The painted shadows are, are compatible with the actual light in the chapel in which the painting or sides illustrating how um, Ghent's altarpiece intended location. Um, and it takes into account, it takes into account that the altarpiece um, it takes to account that the altarpiece is meant to avoid disrupting the illusion of reality. So the altarpiece commissioned by the wealthy merchant and political 
uh, or the politician Jost Vigit w- from the St. Bavos Cathedral. Um, the work was started by Hubert van Eyck, like I said before, in the early 1420s. Um, it was left unfinished when he died in 1426, but his brother um, von van Eyck completed his work in 1432. Um, over the centuries, the altarpiece had been subject to many thefts, vandalisms, and controversies. Um, in 1934, the altarpiece was stolen by a group of thieves who demanded a large ransom for their in return for this altarpiece. Um, and yeah, so these are just some of the stories of the altarpieces, the altarpieces being stolen over many, many years. So let's start with the first one. So the Gang altarpiece has reportedly been stolen over a dozen times. Um it's almost been destroyed in a fire fire was nearly burned by writing Calvinists. It's been forged, um, dismembered, censored, um, solo by an Italian, hunted in the first war, before being rescued by the monument men. Miners and a um for being rescued by the monument men, miners and a team of commando double agents. The fact is that the artwork, um, but the artwork was something that the Nazis were desperate to steal. Goring wanted it for his private collection. Hitler, as the centerpiece of the city-wide super museum, has only increased its um, renowned reputation. And then next, in 1794, Napoleon sent his troops to steal four pieces of the altarpiece panels um, from the resting place in St. Bavo's Cathedral. After the successful looting four panels from the altarpiece. The French probably put them in on display in um on display at a recently owned Lavore Museum in the center of Paris. Following Napoleon's defeat during the Battle of Waterloo, the panels of the altar of the altarpiece returned to the rightful owner along with many other works of art that they found with them. In, in 1815, St. Paul's Cathedral Vic, Vicar General Pond and um eventually oh eventually sold six panels from the altarpiece in an attempt to repair his debts. He claimed he sold the panels because they were old and worm eaten, when in reality they were in mint condition. The solar panel the the panels passed through several salesmen before making their way to the hands of the king of Persia. From there, they were on display in Burlington for the next 100 years. So then in 1822, the remaining panels were still in the St. Bavos Cathedral where the fire broke out in, in, in the cathedral and in an attempt to save it, the central panels in the lower register split among the widths. And then following that in 1861, the cathedral sold the Adam and Eve panels to the state of Belgium. The panels were displayed at a national museum in Brussels and copies of the paintings were made, but with animal skin covering Adam and Eve's body parts due to the king not being happy with the nudity within the paintings. Um, during World War I, Germans tried to steal the rest of the altarpiece to go with their six panels, but a church cons- a custodian intercepted their theft. How did the panels between the walls? Um, he hid the panels between the walls and floorboards of the bishop's residence before smuggling them to a safe location on the countryside. 
Um, the peace did not last long after they were returned. On April on April 10th of 1934, a group of unknown criminals broke into the cathedral and stole the lower left joint panels of the altarpiece featuring just the judges and the Saint John the Baptist. The criminals left one part of the panels in the Gent train station and sent a ransom letter for a million francs in exchange for the judge the judge panels. Officials refused to pay, and sadly, despite extensive searches, the panels are still missing. However, a highly respected Belgian copyist, Jeff van der Vecken, painted a replica of the missing parts in 1939. Next, the Nazis intercepted the altarpiece while the Belgian officials tried to hide the altarpiece by transporting it to the Vatican in Rome. The... Um, they, they, they hid the, the, the panels in the south of France. They carried it to the, the, one of the castles in Germany in 1942. From the Nazi stash, the altarpiece, um, the, the Nazi stashed the altarpiece in a huge repository in a mine in Australia, along with many other works of art and treasure. Um, in 1945, following the collapse of Germany, offensive, offensive of the monuments, men and women, and the U.S. Army recovered the altarpieces along with 400 tons of stolen art. Um, without their work, many rare priceless gems in the mine could have been blown apart in, by the retreating Nazis. And then finally, the altarpiece was returned to the St. Bavos Cathedral in Belgium in October of 1945, where it remains to this day. Um, okay, so... The Berlin Museum was the place where they cut the Ghent um, altarpiece in half. Um, the museum is called Gemma Le de Galleria, and it first opened in 1830. The Berlin Museum contains collections from the Italian Renaissance, early German and, and early German paintings, and the Dutch Golden Age. So what happened was that in the late 19th century, the Berlin Museum, which then owned part of the paintings belonging to the Ghent altarpiece, separated the paintings from the front of the panels from the backs, which were also painted by sawing them apart. This harsh measure was intended to facilitate the excavation of panels and their inspection by the art-loving public, but it also served to obscure the fact that the panels were created um, as as objects for display in a church and to stress their characters and it stressed their character simply as art. So the question that we will be um, talking about today is, is there something wrong with the display of religious art object of religious object as art? Did the Berlin Museum mistreat the Ghent altarpiece by facilitate, facilitating its public display or should religious art be displayed like any other works of art? So um, I think because like the overall message of this whole story is just the troubles they went through to keep this historic art safe and this religious sacred art safe. Um, and I think that's a real struggle. So I don't think it's wrong to, you know, store art. So this piece of art is so important because it was both a foundation and a distinguishing tradition and an achievement to challenge all later artists. Um, I do not think that there is anything wrong with displaying religious art, but you take the risks they took with the altarpiece of having it stolen many times. 
Um, this is because it holds so much value and religious value to many people. Um, I think they now do a great job of displaying the Jean Art altarpiece because it is now in a $35 million bulletproof display in the St. Bavos Church, which is where it belongs, and it is well kept and protected. So I think all religious artwork and symbols should have very strong meanings and many people desire them, which therefore that desire might, you know, lead to them being stolen or damaged, um, which is why I believe they do not belong in museums. I think that instead they should be kept in churches and cathedrals where they can be admired for their religious meanings and not just, you know, the wealth that they could get from these pieces of art. So I think they should be stored properly in cathedrals and churches only. What about you? I agree. Um, I think that throughout history, people have tried so hard to protect this piece of work for somebody to just saw it in half. It's like shocking almost. Um, it's had a lot of meaning to a lot of people. Because obviously, a lot of people were fighting over it and wanted it for mm-hmm. whatever money or just because they cared about it. Just like that custodian that that took it under his wing to get it back to somewhere safe. Um, the I don't think it's exactly wrong to put him in a museum, but only if they're care of. Yeah. Um, people from other religions that wouldn't necessarily go to a cathedral could see the piece um but sadly it is better taken care of in a cathedral because those are the people that care about the painting and want it to be in one piece and want to admire it for its religious meaning not just because it's a pretty piece of artwork yeah um the Berlin Museum did mistreat the jet altarpiece there is no reason to be cutting any any art pieces in half yeah I agree. And a lot of museums have religious artwork, and I think it teaches the public about religions that they didn't know about before, just by these paintings of these um, big figures in religion. Mm-hmm. So, religions like why, what other people believe in, basically. Yeah, I really didn't think about it that way. Of like the other people from other religions wanting to come and you know view that artwork, but that's a really good way of thinking that I didn't. I didn't even put into consideration before, but I do really agree with that. And all, the facts, all over other museums of like mm-hmm. different religious like artifacts and stuff that show us about different religions. So I thought like maybe it, it is good that it's a museum, but maybe we need to take better care of. Yeah, this. just finding a way. It's a religious piece. It's not just an art piece that could be recreated. Or whatever. As much as they've tried to have people copy like certain panels that were lost or damaged or whatever, it, yeah. it's the original panels had meaning so yeah I I completely agree okay so um thank you for joining us um so much today um I appreciate it and this concludes the exploring art podcast podcast subscribe to exploring art podcast on iTunes Spotify SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts thank you for listening please join us soon and remember to stay curious